Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Though we're still far from completely being past COVID, expanding vaccination levels have made it possible to ease many travel restrictions. And along with the increase of heat and humidity, the arrival of increasing number of visitors reminds us that it's summer in Maine. That provides an opportunity to poke around in the Electronic Cottage archives to select some episodes that may still be very relevant whether to visitors from outside of the area or to regular listeners who might have missed them the first time around. So, put your feet up and, we hope, enjoy this Electronic Cottage Encore. Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Today, let's try a little interactive exercise on the electronic cottage. Pretend for a moment that you run a business and have something to sell. You want people to know about your business and your products. Let's say that you want a specific type of person to know about your products, people who are likely to use your product and therefore are likely to buy it. How do you try to let those particular people know about the products or services you offer? For many business people, the answer is to advertise. Advertise is an older word than many of us might think. In fact, it dates back to the 15th century, although it was used a bit differently then than most of us use the term now. Ralph Waldo Emerson once remarked that, quote, the meaning of all words was settled a thousand years ago, end quote. This, of course, makes current professional linguists roll their eyes because... As is the case with advertise, the meaning of words often evolves over time. Yet the original root meaning of a word can be not only very interesting, but very instructive. The word advertise comes originally from Latin, though it's come into English via French. The Latin prefix ad means to or toward, and the verb vertere means to turn. So at root, advertise means to turn toward. And that's just what an advertiser wants a potential customer to do, to turn toward his or her product or service rather than other ones. There have been all sorts of ways that people have tried to have potential customers do that, from single pages posted on walls hundreds of years ago, to advertisements in current media of one sort or another, to sponsoring big special events, to, and here we get to today's real topic, to identifying just what people are interested in, what kind of income they have, how they look for products and services, what else they've purchased in the past, and on and on. The purpose of trying to know all of those things, and more, about potential customers is to pinpoint the people who are likely to buy your product and to reach them at the moment when they're ready to buy. The best way to do that today is to digitally fingerprint people online as they go about their business on the web. Now, as we're using the term digital fingerprinting in today's program, we're not referring to a new way to collect our physical fingerprints, those distinctive swirls at the end of our fingers, which are used by government, and these days by private enterprises, and even the fingerprint reader on your computer or smartphone to identify us. Digital technology is, of course, being used for that purpose as well. 
But today, we're talking about tracking a person around the web, or at least tracking a person's computer or smartphone or other electronic device to see what a user is interested in, what that person has looked at on websites, what kinds of web pages the person has searched for, interacted with, and maybe bought from. The ultimate purpose, of course, at least for a business, governments and trolls are another matter, the purpose for a business is to sharpen advertising so that it reaches exactly the right people at exactly the right time in exactly the right way to maximize the likelihood of a sale. And to accomplish this no matter how hard a person has tried to cover his or her digital tracks. With the increasing awareness that websites are using cookies and that there are trackers that follow us all around the web, many people are taking the time to change the default settings on their web browsers to make their online activity a bit more private. Some web browsers like Firefox and Safari have taken steps to block tracking programs altogether. This makes it much more difficult for advertisers to target their ads to the right people at the right time. So, what have the companies that serve ads for advertisers done? They came up with something called browser fingerprinting, which allows them to create a profile for a particular computer and then follow that computer all around the web. And the scary part about this is that there's not a lot even the most careful web user can do to defeat this fingerprinting process. We won't go into a lot of technical detail here. We'll put links on the page for today's program at www. .weru.org from the New York Times and the Electronic Frontier Foundation for those who are interested in more information. For now, suffice it to say that in order for the web to work properly, browsers have to exchange certain types of information with websites. For example, the website needs to know what size screen a user has so that the site doesn't send a page designed for a 27-inch monitor to a smartphone or vice versa. There's a long list of other things of this sort, ranging from what fonts are available on a person's computer, to what type of version of a browser a machine is using, and many more similar items. Put them all together, and you can develop a surprisingly unique profile of a computer. Some browsers, including Firefox and Safari, are doing their best to reduce the possibility of this fingerprinting technology but not completely successfully. The Electronic Frontier Foundation has designed a web page called Panopticlick that will simulate the fingerprinting process and give you a report about how unique, and therefore how uniquely identifiable, your particular computer is. The name of the page is, of course, a sly reference to Jeremy Bentham's Panopticon prison design from the 18th century which we've discussed on previous programs. The Panopticlick page is at https colon slash slash panopticlick.eff.org. Taking a few minutes to have your computer checked can be quite an eye-opener. It seems that as long as there are businesses that want to sell something, there will be attempts to advertise. That has been going on for hundreds of years. 
Today, however, the process of online advertising treads heavily on personal privacy. And as Shoshona Zuboff has said in her book, Surveillance Capitalism, can, quote, herd people into making choices that they might not otherwise make. It's not the prettiest picture. And digital fingerprinting is one key tool that makes this kind of invasive advertising and influencing possible. Web browser makers and others are doing their best to offset this kind of all-pervasive online tracking, and we'll do our best to follow their efforts as they develop right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Mm-hmm.